Linux Games Podcast. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam. Brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux. And beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of a where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course. Features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Uh, welcome to episode number... Oh, shit, Ivor. What the fuck episode is it? It's 400 and... Fuck me harder. It's, uh... <laughs> and uh, there it is. Episode 454 of what? The Best Linux Games Podcast! The greatest force of fucking unbelievable awesomeness ever in the known history of the entire universe. We might not be the source of it, but we are the one true the one true source you can trust. Being recorded for you late on this early morning. Monday, the 24th of July, 2023. Oh my god, how did it get so late so soon? Crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth. Holding up the whiskey sign. That's a good idea, Ivor. If you hear any extraneous noise here, it's me fulfilling Ivor's last wish before he's fired. You're fucking fired, motherfucker. Okay, so. Mm, I would, of course, make it for our sequel friends. 
2023 0724 at oh it's uh 5:45 in the morning east uh, left coast west coast left coast coast as they say with the most and i am your humble narrator your happy host Scooky Sprite. All right. So, subsequent to my nervous breakdown on Thursday, I thought I would take some me time. Um, coincide with my 43rd birthday. Uh, and you can interpolate from that which you wish. Let's get straight to our top stories. Uh, happy birthday, Frankenstein. That would be me. Um, it's very chilly this week here out here in Vegas. Um, thank God global warming isn't a real thing. Global warming, climate change, whatever fucking game you want to play. Luckily, it's all just a hoax because none of it's real. Yeah. As temperatures spike across the entire fucking world and there was a thunderstorm with hail here last night. Temperatures over 100 degrees throughout the evening. Yeah, I mean, the evening, by evening, I mean the overnight hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for us to literally write off anyone anyone who wants to have a conversation about this. Anyone who wants to argue about this needs to be voted off the fucking island. Same thing with who won the election. Guess what? Vote them off the fucking island. They are now irrelevant. They have made themselves utterly irrelevant and they are not productive to our survival. Are we getting off to a good start, Ivor? Do we, are we growing our audience with the friendly, friendly, but yet slightly rapacious tone that, you know, seems to be so popular? Uh, it's not, it's not, it's not a popular turn. Wait, fuck them! You need to vote these people off the island. You need to disinvite them from your conversations. And if you think this way, if you think this way, Guess what, bro? You're fucking part of the goddamn problem. And I don't just mean like the fucking... Before, like, before the Trump administration, I would say, okay, fine, you know, I'll be happy. No, you're not dealing with fucking reality, and this is coming from a crazy person who's wasted 10 years of his life fucking doing a podcast about Linux gaming for 12 people. So, yeah. We won't go into the the um oh, the stuff surrounding the nervous breakdown, but suffice it to say, spoiler alert, I survived, motherfuckers. Um, okay, so as I tried to explain to my mother via text yesterday, um Apart from like the somewhere in the first three, and by the way, you, like my lisp, it's really, it's I'm I'm digging it. It's really great. This is the worst fucking birthday of my life. Will not go into further details, which means ding ding ding. Ivor, what, tell them what they want. Further fucking details. Ten minutes though, right, Ivor? We have ten minutes to get the fuck off the premises. Venture Brothers ended yesterday. I've yet to see it. Um, on my left bicep, there is a tattoo. It is of a, uh, Film Fun, uh, Film Fun cover girl pinup cartoon and in giant red letters in a font whose name I can no longer remember, it says Linux. 
on it. On my right shoulder, the second tattoo, that's third and fourth tattoo. First tattoo you don't need to know about. It's on my fucking left arm. My right bicep, though, is the second tattoo I ever got, and it is of the Venture Team logo. Go Team Venture. Um, I found out the other day, early in the morning, still on a fucking insane bender. Oh boy, they pushed me. They pushed me right to the edge with this birthday. Fucking teeth fall out. I'm looking fucking asshole. Fucking, I don't have any money. My pants don't fit me. And, um, I, and they, they would not give me my money from the fucking bank. They would not give me my fucking money. $4,000. They would not give me any of my fucking money. And so, not that I wanted to go out, but, you know, it's my birthday. And what part of my birthday is, I need to <laughs> emotional stock this year. The inventory was really light. If I do say so myself, in the right, Ivor, we'll get the fucking case yet, won't we, Gregor? So if you don't like my list now, um, it's probably not going to be fixed during my lifetime. Uh, and uh, someone told me that oh, don't worry, that goes away. Yeah, it's not going away. Um, it's I can still sing. I can't really talk right. It takes great effort to... Because the whole fucking thing flew out of my mouth when a girl told me that I don't know how to draw. Um, And so, like, all sorts of conclusions were reached in terms of, like, oh, yeah, where are we this year? Insert my real name here. Um, Which happens subconsciously every year. And, oh, we came up wanting. A wee bit wanting. Just like crack engineer Ivor Molina, who is now wanting a new fucking job! So, let's get straight to our top stories. Oh, we already did that. Uh, Happy birthday, Frankenstein. Chilling here in Vegas. Um, I saw... (laughs) Never mind. Um, Yeah, record heat across the country. And, uh shame and disaster, and I gotta get the fuck out of this country. I mean, I love America, but I gotta get the fuck out of here. I gotta get the fuck out of here, man. It's like, it's like, I'm, I'm fucking done. I'm done dealing with these fucking assholes and idiots who have no, they have every idea. They know. And they know that they're wrong. But they just, they will, no matter what, they just will not accept it. Because it, it 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 pisses them off that they're wrong. Happy birthday, Frankenstein! Get the fuck off my fucking planet! And since they will not go, I will go. My, you know, doomed plan. I've never wanted to leave America, but I am fucking actively working on leaving this fucking country now. Um. It all, you know, just kind of comes to a head at a certain point. And at 43, I realized that, like, the bank won't give me any of my fucking money and I can't, I can't even my birthday for me, I spent my birthday alone which is not nothing that, you know, new or extraordinary. I don't have a girlfriend anymore. I don't have a wife. I have no family. You know, like kids of my own or whatever. Um, everyone thinks that I'm a charming, uh, amusing failure. Uh, and I could fucking break their 
you know, their minds with two strokes of a pen. And what I have forgotten about many things is more than fucking any 10 people stacked up and smooshed together in a giant meat grinder. Generally speaking, and I say this with all humility, it depends on the subject, you know, blah, um, is more than they would ever know about anything. So, and yeah, I I try not to think this way. But it's like, you know, this is 43. I had my nervous breakdown last year. It came on really late, really surprising. Um, I had a fucking... I mean, my midlife crisis came on last year. This was a fucking nervous breakdown um, that happened for my birthday. So happy birthday, me. $60 in my bank account. I had... I couldn't afford to buy whiskey. And I was rationing used cigarettes. Um, and my dinner, which generally, if I, you know, that's the whole idea. And I, so yeah, it didn't seem that I have gone anywhere near ahead. You know, over the course of another intervening, interstitial, pointless fucking year, except for this podcast. Um, which I don't get me wrong, everybody, if you're listening to this, I love you. And I don't care if you're new or if you're old, or if you even understand or can even comprehend what I'm talking about in terms of aging and, um, stuff. But it was like a new level of absolute futility. Like I had not had a more, I'm ne- I don't think I've ever had a more miserable b- birthday, including, um, you know, a couple months before my father died, which was, as you might imagine, I love my dad. My dad was like one of my favorite people on the face of the planet. Um, I'd had worse birthdays than they, then, yeah. Yeah. And at the top of the list, and I keep trying to think about, well, objectively, what was worse than this 43rd birthday? There is nothing, there's never been a birthday worse. Never. Because my, my, you know, like, I, I was, I hadn't had any food in like two days, and uh, I, I couldn't even go, I could not even go buy a pack of cigarettes. Um... Yeah, you know, even by any objective measure, you know, whatever scale you want to look at it at, it was, yeah, the worst birthday I've ever had. And then I had a nervous breakdown, uh, which is, I don't know, I'm fine now, more or less. Uh, I want to get through this very quickly, very accurately, very precisely. I want to give you the best show that we possibly can do. Um, and don't worry, we've done and I, I tried to explain to my mom via text message last night, I'm like, no, mom, I woke up at fucking 7 o'clock tonight so I don't think I'm gonna be able to come over there for TV tomorrow cause I'm probably gonna be up doing the podcast sometime around maybe 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm just gonna try to power through the rest of the day while I drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink some more which is cool it's fine, I mean it's not I mean, like, for me, it's... That's fine. It's fine. And I had a lot of productive... I did a lot of productive stuff, but, like, I had a lot of... It was a bleak... It was a bleak 
epiphanic fucking birthday. I'm fucking disfigured now, like facially I'm disfigured and I can't talk right anymore. So yeah, good luck. Anyway, you know, it was a lot of it was a lot of shit. And the bank kept fucking with me and that's the whole reason it all happened. Bank kept fucking with me. I woke up at fucking uh 11:30 at night. Um night before my birthday to see if any of these fucking checks had gone through. And I'm I was sure that one of them would go through. I started drinking. I started getting intense around three o'clock in the morning. I'm working on all this other stuff, you know, while I'm doing it. But then I, I kept call, I kept calling, I kept call, you know, because I'm expecting by six o'clock in the morning out here, sometimes it will clear the check or whatever. But we're talking about like fucking payroll and shit like that. Like fucking, they would not give me my fucking money. And I drank like a whole fucking bottle of black velvet and went completely out of my fucking mind. Then. I had a nervous breakdown. Okay, so that's off the table. Let's get straight to our feature this week. Uh, let's, okay. Let, let's get straight to our feature this week. It did not help. Friend of mine was like, oh yeah, no, don't worry, that goes away in a while. Um, yeah, fuck you. You go fuck yourself, Okay. I'm never going to be able to fucking pay to fix this. And I sound like fucking Daffy Duck. And like I explained to my mom. Except for the first three months, there's never been an episode of the Best Linux podcast week after week for 10 fucking years that has been missed without a new... Oh, not, I didn't say new... Because that's not true. Because when I went to Hawaii, I said, fuck you guys. And I played replays. And then also, more recently, we had the computer disaster, which, you know, blah. We don't have a website. Don't worry. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm fine. But, you know, had to confront some stuff. So we're late this week. Based on what the feature I've already got 10 minutes to tell them. Oh, wait. Fuck this, we're not going to put these in the show notes, but a couple of games came out this week that were kind of cool and are notable, and so, like, we don't have time for it to do a new and noteworthy, but I bought uh, two of them, or three of them. Gorebox is not that great. Uh, Exo Primal, I bought only because, and I resisted it. <sighs> I hate how... I, I hate hearing the sound of my my voice. Uh, but anyway, we're getting excited about this week's episode. I read a gr- <laughs> I read a hilarious review of this game. It said, uh, um, I've, I haven't yet tested it or anything. Uh, oh shit. I've already fired. I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't find the, but it's something like, this game is the most ridiculous fucking bullshit I've ever played, and it is straight up hundred proof, fucking stupid. And you play as a douche, and they point out like all the problems and faults and like the structure and stuff. And then the last sentence was, "And I'm never stopping playing this until they 
pull it out of my cold dead hands. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you know, in the future, you have to time travel in the past to stop robot dinosaurs using your exosuit with four of the fuckheads who are just more projections of you over the light of a combat simulator am- analyst or whatever. And only so you can travel back to the future and then be sent back to the past again to do it again in a modern fucking world over and over and over and over and over and over and I'm, they can pry this game from my cold dead hands and I'm never, I will never stop playing, I will rise, something, something like that, and so I got Expo Primal, um, I've not played it yet cause, you know, I've been in a fragile place these last four days, um but I also got, um AV rings of rings of Saturn, which is like asteroids, but if asteroids was literally about mining asteroids and evading space pirates while you mine asteroids with railguns in hyper hyper controlled, very detailed, extremely um, zen kind of it kind of a feel, and it's very cheap. And I'm not going to put this in the show notes, so if you're listening. God, it's me, Margaret. Now, uh, this game came out July 21st, day after my birthday. Uh, it's 20%, full price, it's $10, 20% off, it's $7.99. I spent, I, I, I did the tutorial last night and I sound like the guy from Phoenix. Anyway, um, and it's, 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 it's very enjoyable. Uh, okay, so based on what the feature, by the way, our feature this week, is a review and I decided to I have not been in the game I really want to beat the game before I do the review but I keep replaying earlier parts of the game before I beat it so and I got 60 hours in the game and I'm in the last three missions we're gonna, based on what the review Ivor Thank you. It's your last duty to me. I created you, motherfucker. I brought you into this business and you're going to be the one to get me out! Something like that. I don't even know if that made any sense. Nor do I care. In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. Before we begin with this week's review of Sniper Elite 5, I, I want to remind everyone explicitly and for reals that video there's no evidence that video games produce any form of violent ideation but video games are not the cause of mass shootings nor do I advocate any form of violence against anyone including Nazis which you know that hurts me to say but for reals I'm not just saying this for legal purposes um because we're going to kill a lot of fucking Nazis. We're going to talk about wasting motherfucking Nazis. And Nazis, by the way, friends and neighbors, if you know any, if you know any white supremacists, if you know any Nazis, or if you yourself are one, please, please consider there are tall buildings everywhere. Get to the top and just take that final step into oblivion and spare us all your fucking misbegotten nonsense you 
fucking genocidal, cock-sucking, bigoted, fucking racist motherfuckers. Die, die, die in a fire. Make it happen for yourself and bring the miracle of the freedom you will experience in whatever oblivion you might imagine. Right there in fucking gay hell. Not that gay people go to hell. I'm talking about a hell that is specifically for Nazis so they can learn that there are all kinds of types of love in the world while they listen to Talmudic interpretations getting raped by fucking tentacle penis Hitler or tentacle penis Satan Hitler right next to Satan tentacle penis glass edges out anal raping your lord and master Hitler now let's talk about what Sniper Elite 5 does for my personal need to kill as many Nazis always as possible. See, for me, video games are not, um, for me, as a kid, I never understood, like, when Columbine happened, even, I never understood it. Like, sure, like, that's, but Doom did not cause the violent ideation. They just said, oh, this would be just like Doom. They had other fucking problems, man. And no other mass shooter has ever... Even the New Zealand guy who live-streamed it. He didn't get the idea to do any of that shit from video games. He had a fucked-up ideology that poisoned his fucking mind. Made him a hateful, bigot motherfucker who felt socially isolated from everybody else and had a lot of guns that he began assembling in secret and then live stream that fucking shit man that was the most atrocious thing this coming from a guy born and raised in Las Vegas where it will never rain again but uh you look at a graph of the most recent mass shootings since 1980 one number sticks out at you so for the record and everything else let's just settle this right now again for the 500th time representatives say whatever it's the fucking guns motherfucker there are four guns for every man woman and child in this country it's not the video games it's not rap music it's not the movies none of these kids see themselves as heroes except you other fucking white supremacists which is why I'm so pleased to talk to you today about a game in which well Nazis have this problem, all fascists have this problem, it's a deep-seated problem they are both anti-authoritarian and they are total fucking submissive bitches they are both cowards while also internally envisioning themselves as the great liberate, you know, like, (coughs) you have a fucked up, misinterpreted, uh, plagiarized, demonic fucking ideology that places them as like a Wagnerian, uh, uh, central heroic character who is the instrument of fucking white, power, whatever fuck they believe in. These guys are assholes. And they need to be voted off the island. 
and we're running out of we're we're running out of time and fascism is on the rise across the globe and these things weigh on me all the time they really do I mean I think about them all the fucking time because I have to deal with them all the fucking time and anytime I see anyone pushing anyone around I'm like hey what you know I you know it's unacceptable you know I make I try to make it clear but then again I you know whatever I, I it's not that like I'm a fucking ju- you know like like I'm, I am a social justice warrior, motherfucker. By the way, and if you if you feel the same way as I do, you should wear that with pride. But like, I'm talking about like not on the internet. I'm talking about like in real fucking human life. You know, like if you see someone who you know is treating someone differently because of their race or whatever, you gotta you part of that. Part of the social compact of being an American is that you, hey, buddy, wait, but no, leave him alone. What the fuck? Anyway, not that like that's happened too much to me recently, but Sniper Elite Five is a third person absolute fucking carnage fiesta of that places you squarely. I. Fuck! I haven't used that cliche in fucking goddamn 15 years. I don't think I don't think I've ever used it on this show. I probably use it maybe five times. I don't know. I don't listen to this show. <clears throat> After they're done, they're done. Generally speaking. Excuse me. I got I got the burps. Mm. So you are Carl Fairburn or yeah, Fairburn, I think. You are part of a special uh, OSS, you're a one man unit that is attached to a uh, army ranger unit that is reconnoitering uh, the Fr- occupied France, Vichy France, the, the French coast for intelligence that eventually turns into Overlord. But you're not at over the game does not start with you at like you know, you're not in Normandy, you're elsewhere, you're further down the coast. You get cut off from your entire unit and have connections with the French resistance, which is the only thing that's ridiculous about the game. I'm I'm part I'm mainly kidding about that. I give the French resistance a lot of flack because Sig Heil. <laughs> Sieg Heil. Would you like some Vichy water? Mm. Anyway, my cigarette keeps going out because some guy stole my fucking lighter. Um, you hook up with the French resistance and are now behind enemy lines doing extreme damage against the Nazi war machine. In the first mission, you after you hook up with your resistance contacts that you know from, evidently, from previous games in the series, I've only played games that take from the series that take place in the future and that are first person like Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts, which is one of the finest sniping games I've ever played, and has a lot more to do with the technical aspects of sniping and stuff, and blah, but also has way better technological aids, because it's in, like, the set in, like, the present day, or whatever. In this game, you're Carl Fairman. You have three weapons. You can carry 
a fourth, but anytime you draw any of the three that you carry with you at all times, you have a sidearm, you have an SMG, and you have a sniper rifle. You are the world's greatest fucking marksman. Beyond that, you are the world's greatest fucking commando, infantry, fucking super spy. Beyond that, you are the most deadly close quarters combat motherfucker. Beyond that, you are absolutely preternatural. You can hear footsteps through walls you can visualize where people are, you mark people with your binoculars or binoculars up the snow and the dark and the howling wind um when you mark them with your binoculars when you when you spot the enemy which you should do cause it's literally every mission in this game is one man against the entire fucking world so stealth is of generally paramount importance but the game makes no fucking requirements and nor does it make any judgment about how you accomplish or what you don't accomplish uh, the means are completely superfluous you are graded at the end uh, in the form of a I forgot damn it you're fired hang on I gotta look this up okay so yeah there we go all my informatics and man uh, yeah I still call it informatics I refuse to call it IT um anyway it's a quadrant graph and on so it's a simple XY graph but it, there are four corners of the graph and there's lethality, stealth, assault, and something else. Um, I can't remember. You a game does not give a fuck what you do or how you do it. It will. There are consequences for every action, though. So in this sense, it brings the best aspects of my basically my all-time favorite game. If if I ever get Unlike the you know the ending of the show always says it like it's available on Amazon.com now as an ebook, it's not. Um, but if I ever really finished, I mean it's the rough of Blue Wizards about to die as an ebook, which has like all my game columns from the paper and everywhere else included in everything in sequential order and it's got a lot more appendices and it's revised and updated um, in terms of the Hall of Fame, the best games ever made because it was like, you know, 20 years ago I just realized that for the first time right now it's been 20 years since I wrote that book wow so Rusty Venture, uh, anyway moving on, um, oh that's depressing, I did not realize that <laughs> so it'll give you, like, it'll show you where in the Venn diagram you are, and it'll also show you where you, or not Venn diagram, on this, you know, quaternion graph, where you rank on how far, you know, like, were you assault, were you lethal, were you non-lethal, how many times were you detected, what's your stealth aspect of this, and it combines it all and puts you on the graph. Against your previous performances, too. Each one of these missions is a big fucking robust motherfucker of a mission. To sneak your way through the entirety of any, even the easiest mission, I'm playing it on like basically the hardest difficulty that's fucking possible. The game is unbelievably difficult at that level. It's not super unbelievably difficult, but like the 
situational awareness of everybody, even in the early maps, is really really pretty brutal at like the highest difficulty level um, it's the only way to play so what does Carl Fairburn bring to I think that's his name maybe I'm getting his name wrong whatever, I don't give a fuck Ivor, you're fired, you should have given a fuck before I failed to give one it's your job, Ivor it was your job so what does this look like this looks like Hitman 2 Silent Assassin. One of the best fucking... See, I, I've talked about it so many times on this fucking podcast that people... Well, luckily, none of our listeners have survived this long because, you know, from the Jurassic era. So, I'm really fast. Hitman 2 Silent Assassin was this. It was, first of all, you had to play every mission. Like, fuck, it took me three years to get Silent Assassin on every mission in Hitman 2 Silent Assassin. Silent Assassin means you are neither seen nor heard. You never fire a weapon. You never... You are not just a ghost. You are not even present in the mission. And it required so many failures. But here's the nice part of that game. For all of these failures, each one of these failures in Hitman 2 Silent Assassin, which is absolutely um, nascent and central to um, Sniper Elite 5 you spend you spent literally 80 hours 90, 100, 500 hours on some of the missions failing, 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 failing to get this, the ultimate, you could do them in compromised ways too, the game did not really care, except for in some missions later on, like, you know, like, fuck if you're detected, you're gonna get fucking killed there's no way around it just like, kind of, like a way better version of Metal Gear Solid so there you are, you're Agent 47 and here we are, as Carl Fairburn, who by the way somehow is a native German speaker, but is American by birth, so he speaks fluent English, fluent German, very valuable skills. It totally kind of makes sense for why they would want to attach him, this single fucking one-man wrecking crew, who could literally turn the tide of the war in a very realistic kind of way. I'm sure there are fucking guys who, in World War II, we will never hear about, but who did shit a lot like Carl Fairman. Because, like, here you are, you're on, you're in fucking heavily occupied, Nazi-occupied France. No one has got your back. This is mission one. You have several objectives and several optional objectives. I complete all of the objectives every time I run a mission. These missions are fat and deep and take like somewhere between eh, if you're really, really fast and don't give a fuck eh, about two hours-ish there that's if you know exactly what you're doing. So like four hours probably went into your best speed run. Just like in Hitman 2 Silent Assassin, the greatest genius in that game was you're trying to do everything this super stealthy way. 
All you have to do is fuck up one thing. I mean, a tiny thing. And sometimes the stealth mechanic in Hitman 2 Silent Assassin is very much like the stealth mechanic in uh, uh, Sniper Elite 5, but Sniper Elite 5 represents a much more mature and realistic version of the mechanic, the stealth mechanic, when your cover gets blown. And so you're like, you know, you spent 50 hours trying to totally stealth this mission to get to your target, kill them without anybody seeing you, without ever making a sound, without ever using a weapon, and escaping without anybody seeing you, without ever making a sound, without ever being detected. That's like the dream. And in Hitman 2 Silent Assassin, you can achieve that dream in every single mission. There are like 20 missions. It took... It took me three years because I was before the internet. And I, even after, I mean, I was writing articles. For, anyway, it doesn't matter. So you get detected in Hitman 2 Silent Assassin. Like maybe midway through a 30 minute long, fucking, unbelievably intense stealth fucking mission where you have to re, you know, you. 50 hours went into reconnoitering the tunnels, went into reconnoitering every level of the map, figuring out all the different ways that you could kill the target or targets. Um, all different weapons. And you're unlocking weapons and stuff as you pull them off of corpses and, you know, blah, blah. And you can complete the mission, but, you know, you to get Silent Assassin, though, you are now a student of the game. Very similar to the enjoyment you get out of Sniper Elite 5. Because in Hitman 2 Silent Assassin, 50 hours on one mission translates to like four hours I got 70 hours in the game four hours on like one of the easier missions to like learn where everything is and like really get the lay of the land and kind of know where other snipers are and stuff because other snipers will fucking other snipers will fucking kill you. Um, and they are way better than everybody else. They're not infantry. They are fucking Jaeger Corps. In the later levels, they're actually fucking Jaeger Corps. They are fucking German elite special forces. They are fucking invisible ghost motherfuckers. They are. They, you can't even take them down with, like, you know, melee. Hey, him and Tucson Assassin. She's 30 minutes and you're just singing this mission. And so many, and all the hard parts are already behind you, maybe even. And then one fucking guy just decides to turn around randomly. You never turned around before. And all of a sudden, you know that you're blown. And literally, I've screamed this when I was 20. This is 20 years ago. Again, 20 years ago. I've screamed this at my goddamn 800 pound fucking. I was living in my first fucking house alone. TV. Or we could do it the other way. And out come the silver ballers. And bam, you're dead. Your friend's dead. Everyone around you is fucking dead. You killed fucking 15 people. Not made a sound. You fucking murdered the cleaning lady. Everybody is fucking dead. Except you. And then you go and kill the other motherfucker. And you finish the goddamn map. And you are still angry. All of that frustration. It's like, look, I'm trying to... uh, Okay, I'm a ninja. Silence. Secrecy essential to success. I'm a contract killer. 
I'm Agent 47. You know, or we can do it this way. Hands cross-drawn into <laughs> underneath your sport coat to the dual silent silver ballers that are waiting there and out they come and man you just fucking inflict mass murder levels of casualties pure fucking murder henchmen, everybody you see you just fucking just destroy everybody <laughs> and either you can and if you're careful and quick and so and every failure teaches you a little something more about there's always an opportunity to learn more in that game um Sniper Elite 5 has the benefit of one you're only killing Nazis and that makes it so much fun I love playing what I call Nazi tag so on top of like your weapons as Carl Fairburn you can you can fucking be as loud as you want if you want especially if you disable most alarms in an area there are very realistic stealth requirements not requirements but like the the rules of this game are fairly realistic much more so than in Hitman 2 Silent Assassin um meaning there are ways that you can cover up the sound of a sniper rifle in later levels be they a suppressor and subsonic ammo which you can switch the type of ammo it, you do have to reload you know your whole thing and you're doing the, but you are the ultimate fucking super commander like literally one man army yeah that's me oh let's see uh, uh Barkin Seth oh yeah, no, yeah here present uh one man army death motherfucker god of fucking Nazi killing oh that would be me Actually, he probably would not say anything. Where is he? We don't know. We can't find him. He's fucking invisible. He's a ghost fucking monster. He's. They call you Il Fantoma. The Phantom. And so, you uncover a Nazi, a secret Nazi weapons plot that, like, the all the Nazis are jizzing all over. Um, and then with the French resistance, extra, you know, pursue after you accomplish all your objectives in the first mission, then you go on nine missions, basically always by yourself. Cause again, it's the French resistance, but they gave, I'm kidding. A lot of fucking, there were a lot of really major, um, the French resistance sucked because the fucking, you know, French military fucking roll, they surround you. Know, but the French resistance fought unbelievable, um, like casualty ridden, uh, sabotage and espionage shit missions all throughout occupied France. Um, and you know, op- then Overlord happens. Overlord happens in the game. Um, but here's the deal. So. You have your cho- you have your you have choices, endless choices as Carl Fairburn. Until like you can it's so great because it's like none of the learning curve of Hitman 
true silent assassin, but all the satisfaction. And what you see when you nail someone, it doesn't matter if you nail them perfectly through a sniper, it, it happens all the time through a sniper uh, scope, but like if you just nail someone with like, you know, your pistol, your sidearm, or your um, your grease gun, when you're down, you're like, come on, Jerry, come on, come on, you're down, you're bleeding out. You're, you're dead. Like, they will start to go back to normal shit pretty quickly. If you have a silenced anything, because you can use, eventually you can unlock the ability to use either your submachine gun or your pistol. You just pull out your pistol and, you know, you wait there, you're watching your bleed out meter. Game does not run with cooperative play on Linux, because it has easy anti-cheat. But that's fine. There's some achievements you can't get unless you're playing multiplayer, but and I'm sure that this is you know, we never know what we miss trust me, don't miss this fucking game so like you're lying there bleeding out and you got like maybe 20 seconds, 30 seconds and so like the guy who shot you is like right there and he's like, you know, kind of looking at you but kind of not, because like at that point he thinks that you're dead and you don't even it, the animation is so great it doesn't even really show you go for your so it's just like very subtle motion over your hips and then you have your sidearm and now what you're doing is waiting for as many fucking Nazis to come closer to you to get in and you shoot them all in the fucking head and then you heal yourself using all of your bandages and up jumps the devil then you shut down the alarm that you know, get sounded, if an alarm was sounded. Alarms are super cool. Also, on top of these three weapons, and by the the way, the preferred weapon is the sniper rifle, obviously. But, you know, the grease gun is great. The bullet physics in this game are all calculated. Basically, the ballistic simulation of this game is basically calculated almost as well as the sniper rifle for every round fired from any gun on your part <clears throat> so whether you want to go loud or soft if you want to go really loud you just attack from further away keep the distance advantage if you want to just go fucking berserk and just fucking cap every start with the ones that are furthest away from you and work your way but first identify them all with your binoculars Enemies tagged with your binoculars, they stay tagged as icons, like, in your vision for, like, the duration of the mission and on your mini-map for the duration of the mission. Enemies that are scope-tagged, those, if they go, like, away, if they, like, walk around, because, like, all of these... Anyway, it is exceptionally satisfying for one man Okay, so I'll give you... I gotta go, because this has gone on for too long. This game's amazing. I have to mention the three other things that you... You can carry numerous other shit with you. Grenades. Potato mashers, specifically. Teller mines. TNT. Both timed and untimed. You get to decide how you want to use it. Um... Shoe mines, which are non-lethal, which can also be timed or just, you know, and just placed to knock out personnel. 
You also have a knife, a trench knife, which is probably my favorite weapon in the game because you want to be Brock Sampson. By the way, anytime you sneak up on somebody and you're you watch them and like you figure out the pattern and you see like oh, it'd be kind of an opportunity to shoot someone in the head. Any gunfire, even suppressed subsonic, hyper suppressed subsonic, you can unlock all these variations of equipment for every one of your weapons by finding the workbenches in the missions as you progress and also by achieving certain kill criteria for specific targets in a it's it's awesome and they're all fucking nazis which means for my money kill them all god will recognize his own i don't think any of these fuckers are on the on his list and i don't believe in god either so kill them all fucking wipe them out put bullets in their heads and they all have unique faces and it is absolutely horrifying when the you get a perfect shot you get a perfect shot goes into slow-mo and the game drops its panties for you and shows the trajectory and follows the trajectory of the bullet as it leaves your barrel sometimes more successfully or not but it does not matter and it has all these different camera angles that and it'll do it from, and it will follow the bullet right into that Nazi's face. His head, his eye. In one eye and out the other, sideways. Through his spine via his trachea. You get two Nazis lined up together, they're having a little confab. And you move a little over to the left, then one bullet in slow motion now sings its fucking inexorable, unalterable trajectory straight through the back of one motherfucker's neck and out the fucking face of the other one at the back of his head. Oh, and the helmets fly and they drop dead and the alert level goes to all clear. And you're like, man, I'm a fucking badass. Two dead Nazis. Um, and if you like, I were during the first thirty hours of the game, I'm, and then I, I start, you know, I, I like to do everything non-lethally. There's all sorts of non-lethal options, but when let's say that like you get you you, you find a guy, a, a Nazi, they're all Nazis. They every single fucking one of them. I like to give them little names too: Klaus, Hans, Franz, um, Fritz. Jerry. Oh, it's so good. And if you get off a fucking perfect pistol shot, it will do the same thing as it does with the rifle. And there are all different kinds of guns in the game. But my favorite thing to do in the game is play Nazi Tag. And Nazi Tag is not necessarily a stealth game. It is, however, a game for only one player. Um, because everyone else has to die. So... Let's say you find like um uh oh I don't know like ah a truck okay a truck you can booby trap the truck you can make a sound mask out of the truck sound mask means that you the engine is starting but it's like backfiring constantly so that like if you cue if you time your shots with the bam of the backfiring, no one will hear your sniper rifle. This is how you... These are just the beginnings of the little ill phantoma. You're, you're phantom fucking menace. You are absolute... And you eventually drive Nazi high command out of their fucking minds. Because, like, you're... How the fuck? What is happening? And they're all dead. 
I like to leave them all dead. Uh, on your average mission, if you want to kill everybody, that's like 150 people. It tells you the actual number. Um, but, but alright, fine. We'll go five or ten minutes on your on your honor. He's never been wrong before. So, what are you going to do with all of these little toys? Well, the teller mines you can use to blow up and it's like, you know, driving on the road, tanks, trucks, stuff like that. But when you find like, you know, tanks or trucks that are stopped, you can plant satchel charges on them. Um, uh, you can, you can uh, plant, um, you can sabotage uh, trucks and stuff. You can also booby trap them with grenades. Same thing with any uh, diesel engine. Um, when things explode in this fucking game, this is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played in my entire life. And you're going to say, you said that about Silent, uh, Sniper Elite 5 last week when I talked to you, but do not do not buy the game that I'm... We're going to be doing this week, which is um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is also actually Star Wars Jedi Knight Survivor is now my well. We'll save that, but the Sniper Elite Five is easily in my top ten of all time most beautiful games ever played. The ragdoll physics are absolute fucking shit which is just weird because it's like they spent so much fucking, it's obvious how much time they spent from the, from the fucking tuning of the engine to like every, every face everyone has their own unique face and you see a lot of them and you blow a lot of them off like my, I love it when you get them from the side you know, the, I call it the thinker because it taps on one temple and it blows out their ocular nerves. Their eyes explode one after the other as it exits the other side of their head. And it's like, you know, you should have thought about this before, Klaus, where you became a fucking Nazi. Oh, look, your friend's here. Oh, and by the way, when you're aiming through the scope of the sniper rifle, you have a thing called Empty Lung, which shows... It gives you a special reticule regardless of whatever type of reticule is in your scope, and there are multiple, many types of scopes, including night vision, eventually. It shows whether or not your bullet is is going to hit. Turns red if it's going to hit. Turns red with two diamonds if it's like almost certain to hit. This helps to account for windage, and it's one of the most, it's like so great, because you're Carl Fairburn. You're the world's greatest fucking sniper. You're the world's greatest commando. Solid Snake? Sniper Wolf? They can fucking... Well, they'll be dead. Like everybody else, because you will have killed them. If they try to stop you, you're going to detect them, and you're going to murder them. So, so one other thing, and then we'll get to close quarters combat. I keep switching back and forth, I know, because I've been drinking. And, uh, you know, I feel like it. And this is, I think, one of the only games that we've reviewed this year. By the way, short answer is yes I'm pleased to say that for all of its bugs in the later levels there's some bugs that make certain achievement gets and objective things that you complete not work right like it won't spawn any enemies in certain places, it's weird it's only happened like a couple of times but it you because you have total freedom to do whatever the fuck you want in whatever order you want me and these are huge maps like literally if you're very fast um one of my favorite maps is uh 
to Paul, uh, uh, Saint-Denis, it's a fucking huge map, and you're on foot. So it it's like a three-hour-long fucking mission. You know, it's something that you, you really get halfway through. And it depends, and you try to go for certain things. Because it's very difficult to explore every, and find every single workbench to get every single unlock on your first run through. It's, and if you're playing on anything resembling the difficulty I play it on, um, it's fucking impossible. You need to, like, actually be on the ground. You have a good map, too, and you have a good mini-map and stuff, and you also have really once you get into the tempo and situational awareness and like understand like all the options so the number one best option I'm sure I hear you cry is to do it solid snake style make it personal Brock Sampson to continue the Venture Brothers theme meaning it should be hand to hand and you punish bad sentries by deciding what happens to them right what, oh wait you don't know what I mean well you know, you watch this guy and you figure out it's going to be a whole lot better to just make this you know, one-to-one kind of thing and then take out his other friend one-to-one immediately afterward. You, Two guys can be standing by a railing fucking three feet apart. You can sneak up behind both of them if you're really, really careful. Um, and then just make your choice on the first one. And then make your choice on the second one. If you do it quickly enough, it's not even really a skill-based thing. It's a tactics thing. It's a strategy thing. But what do I mean by make your choice? Well, you have two buttons. E, which means kill them. Or C, which means knock them out. Now, here's the great genius of the game. These, in other games, don't have consequences. If the guy that you're about to try to knock out turns around and sees you as you're right there in that Hitman 2 silent assassin moment right at the apex of, you know, about to grab him and they see you it says, player sighted but then you press whatever button that if you're an idiot, you press whatever button you were going to press. If it was non-lethal before you know, obviously it'll still be non-lethal that is a mistake if they see you, they have to die. And I mean, even if they don't see you, for my money, they have to die. And eventually, by the way, wh- whichever way you prefer, you can do it however you want. But there's an achievement get for killing as many fucking people with your bare fucking hands as I have. And there's also an achievement get for knocking them out. There's also an achievement get for leaving as many unknocked out fucking tagged people on the map over 15, or it's like over 20. All of these are easy because you will fucking explore them all. But here's the thing about if they see you, like, they, they can't sound an alarm. There's no time. But they see you if you don't kill that motherfucker. If you use the same, not, and by the way, your moves in close quarters combat, like CQC bitches, make fucking Solid Snake look like four. I swear to God, 70 hours, I saw a new... I kill a lot of people, by the way, in this game, up close and personal. I saw a new fucking move I had never seen on an old mission. Replaying an old mission two nights ago. There are, And these moves are fucking... Oh, they're so slick. Ranging from breaking your neck, sometimes just like fucking 
pulling out your trench knife and bam, there's your throat slit. I mean, like, right as they're looking at you. Because, you know, they lift up and it, there's no there's no scream because it's the blood is spewing out of them like a fucking fire hydrant. And ah, to like breaking their neck, to fucking breaking their backs. And then all the um non-lethal ones are also really cool. You fucking tripped them and fucking bam, you chopped their sternum. And, but if they see you, when you leave someone, you can pick them up, you can carry them, move them around, use them for my favorite thing, which is Nazi tag. Right, 10 minutes, we're good for the 10 minutes, right? We got 10 minutes, right, Ivor? Yeah, cool. He's got the clock. It's cool. We're good. Right, Ivor? Ivor would never betray me. He's the best at this. I've worked with him before. Back when he was a professional, before he got fired. Uh, cheers, by the way. Whiskey sign. So, if they see you and you leave that corpse out, you you knock them out, but you leave that body in a high traffic area, eventually there will be a fucking patrol. Everyone goes everywhere. And there's like lots of, some of it is, um, a lot of it is semi-unscripted vehicles generally have straight up patrols but alarms change everything and there's some places that are way more conspicuous places to leave bodies than others and bodies will get seen and then alarms have to be sounded and only one alarm per area really gets sounded at a time I've done missions where every fucking alarm, this is before I learned this my favorite thing to do with alarms is to sneak around everybody and you know, make sure that alarm, when they press that button, it takes them straight to God, whatever they conceive their higher power to be, be it, you know, fucking Teutonic, you know, fictionalized, Hitlerific, Goebbels-inspired, whatever fairy fantasy that they have, or thunderous gay muffin, ready to rape you into fucking being in, you know, whatever fucking forest den, the wolf and Shansa that they, that, you know, that they, they, they outlaid it for you. Um, I like it when they press that button and not only do they explode, but everything around them explodes. We'll talk about Nazi tag in a moment. But if you let them, if they see you, and we're talking about like a flash second, you're like six inches from them. If they suddenly turn around and you press whichever, and you press the non-lethal button and it says player sighted, you have to put a bullet in their fucking head. And I'm going to tell you why. Or you can throw them into a Nazi storage chest which can contain up to two Nazis in perpetuity. Those Nazis never come back. Those chests are never opened. Uh, and so they will be missed by any patrol. But if another patrol, if anyone and these are very complicated, very realistic um, environments. The geography is fantastic in this game. And I've been to Saint-Denis. did not look anything like Saint-Denis in the game, but it's all photorealistic. It's unbelievably gorgeous. If another patrol comes along and finds a knocked-out Nazi, if they haven't seen you, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter whether or not they saw you. Patrol finds a 
guy, a Nazi lying there on the ground. I'm not saying German infantry. Nazi infantry. Nazi sniper. Fucking Nazi. Fucking knife. Um, but anyway, they find one of their one of their uh, one of their uh, fellow Nazis knocked out on the ground with their fucking grease gun lying next to them. They will wake them up. Now what happens after, you know, and it might take 20 fucking, it might take 45 minutes for them to find somebody that's knocked out. Eventually, they kind of do find everybody. Might take, in, in this one mission where, like, I just went fucking loud right from the beginning and then I stealthed because I had, like, the advantage of distance. Then I stealthed and failed everything on the inside and just killed so many fucking Nazis. It was wonderful. Because when it's time to kill the Nazis, like really just fucking mow them down, this game looks exactly like set. my favorite World War II movie, um, Cross of Iron. I'm James Coburn. Come with me. I'll take you where the iron crosses grow. Maximilian Shell. Anyway, if they've seen you before you knock them out, they catch a flash of you. When they get woken up, and I've watched this happen through my binoculars, which allow you superhuman sense of hearing in some places. You can watch like that, you know, the guy is knocked out who saw you for like forever from like a safer move, like further on the other side of the map, even. Ah, I'm coming to this What happened to you? If they don't know, I don't know. I must have, I must have just passed out if you knocked them out. That's okay. But if they saw you, <laughs> and they run to the alarm. Luckily, by that point, I hope, because you're Carl Fairbur- Fairbanks or Fairburn or whatever the fuck your name is, you've done what your friend Skooky Sprite likes to do. Let's talk about Nazi tag. So explosives in this game are not just unbelievably powerful. I mean, like, literally, they're, they're as powerful as real explosives. And the sound that they create is basically as powerful as real explosives. Generally speaking, the satchel charges are a little ridiculous. They're a little hard to hear in close proximity, but whatever. The TNT is also a little abnormally quiet. What is Nazi tag? Let's take Nazi tag in this context. Well, simply put, Nazi tag is when you knock out a bunch of Nazis and then you plant like mines and stuff in between like the Rube Goldberg prime mover Nazi that you knocked out. You put a booby trap on him. You wire him up with a grenade or maybe a teller mine or maybe TNT. Um, Such that when the next Nazi comes and encounters that, you know, sleeping or dead, Nazi, they don't even have to stop like, you know, poke them or whatever, they like walk, they touch them at all boom goes the dynamite or the, the, you know, potato masher or the teller mine or whatever but my favorite thing to do is to set up Rube Goldberg machines of these because explosives are also really explosive 
They don't show the shrapnel, but like one fucking grenade will kill fucking five people. You just gotta get them, gotta get everybody on board for the group photo because it doesn't matter what you're doing, 30 minutes later, one Nazi will step on or touch. Hey, come see what? Come see here? What? What's wrong with you? You know, it doesn't matter what you are doing, or you can be almost a mile away or whatever. The game goes into slow mo and takes you right to the moment of detonation, and it shows. It's very cinematic, but like you want to talk about Sam Peckinpah. When you bust out the submachine gun and really have to fucking gun your way out of something, it looks like fucking Dog Day Afternoon meets Cross of Iron. Makes Cross of Iron look... It's as real as Cross of Iron. It makes It's so good. It is absolutely disturbing. Unbelievably gorgeous. Because you're like firing in these short control bursts. And if you, you can toggle if you want to aim down the iron sights or if you just want to use the virtual crosshair of the SMG in third person mode. If you, I always rec- recommend using the iron sights for the SMG because it looks and feels like Sam Peckinpah's fucking Die Nazi Die the musical. It is so graphic and so horrifying and you just, well, acceptable losses and you know that you're gonna die many times until you get really good at the game. After your first 30 hours, you'll be able to fucking do whatever you want however you want. So, Nazi tag works like this. You immobilize at least one Nazi. Kill him whatever, you booby trap him hopefully, if he's not close to a car you pick up the Nazi, whether dead or alive, it's still a Nazi um, and drag him close to something that can explode a barrel a vehicle uh, put him in the middle of the road because eventually a car will come and eventually that car will stop and eventually that car will stop at that dead Nazi and they're like, what the and they will, then someone will get out of the car or truck. Hopefully it's a fuel truck. But even like your fucking normal command car. You got a driver and the fucking commandant. Oh, and by the way, you can tell officers from infantry. Also, if you spot everyone, which is what you should do, it's the best part of the game. Surveilling and then plotting how are we going to kill all the Nazis? See, it's fun. It's 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 great. It's really good. It's also good for your mental health. <laughs> Unless you're a bigot asshole, in which case it's a fucking nightmare. In which case, it's better for my mental health. You definitely need to play it then. <laughs> Sucker. Die, die, die. Come and see here, motherfucker. Mmm. Taste the Odin blah. <laughs> Boom. So... The command car, the booby trap on the one body or maybe five bodies that you place there in the middle of the road. Let's just say it's in the middle of the road. We'll just make this ridiculous. I've done the ridiculous side of this game. It's more difficult, but it's also kind of more fun. My favorite thing, though, is that one first Nazi booby-trapped corpse. And you have all these different ways to booby-trap them. If it's within three meters of a teller mine 
which anti-personnel, also anti-vehicle. When the grenade or whatever's on the dead Nazi or what, you know, the incapacitated Nazi. And their friends arrive and they trigger it. It kills all of their friends and then sets off the teller mine. Now, where do we go from here? Such wondrous possibilities. Let's reverse this. Let's say we have not been detected. We leave an unconscious guy that we don't even booby trap. We outflank everybody else who's all around and watching everything else. Oh, we can throw distractions if we need to. We can throw delayed distractions that have firecrackers inside of bottles, basically. So you have like 15 seconds after you throw it. First, they hear the bottle hitting the ground. And then about 10 seconds after that, the firecrackers go off. And they that will definitely attract everyone's attention to exactly that point, you know, in the immediate vicinity. But meanwhile, you've placed an alarm. You've placed a potato masher on the big shiny red button for the alarm because the alarms are regional you can also cut off the sound for all the alarms by finding individual the game is detailed and amazing there's some problems like I said the bugs in the later levels but anyway so they realize that they're under attack because they found a dead Nazi which is it's not an attack, Fritz. It's it's called Welcome to France, motherfucker. You're gonna die here. <laughs> You're the daughter. <laughs> I love that they have a pretty little name for me, and they should because I leave like these days. Like I went back and played a bunch. Of <laughs> I leave 170 dead Nazis. It's like, <laughs> You're dying, fucking. Ah, I blew up everything that you had. You're fucking bound. You're fucked. I, I'm really into you. I love you. I love you, Mister Nazi. Especially the commandant. Especially the snipers. I, I, I. Anyway, so then they go and they try to sound the nearest alarm, which you have booby trapped with a grenade. Doesn't matter where you are at this point in the map or what you're doing. <laughs> that guy explodes, sets off a teller mine, sets off a fucking, you know, fuel truck, sets off three fuel trucks in a row. My record. My personal record. Because the explosions are amazing. Everyone runs to there. But you left one teller mine. You put it aside. One Malak for the Hebrew God whose ark this is. They're digging in the wrong place. So now everyone in the fucking map, because this looks like fucking apocalypse now. Like, fucking boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you're, you're like a quarter of a mile away. And you see them all. You see them get ripped apart by the, the trap mill. You see where... Oh, they fly. Fly, Nazis, fly! But you put one extra teller mine somewhere where you knew that this little chain of events would never touch it, but very close to there. 
all these reinforcements storm in. You can kill fucking eight Nazis and blow up their fucking troop transport and their command car just by and this is not, you know, some some of these things are geographic and thus mission specific, but Nazi tag is so great because like, oh yeah, I just killed like fucking 30 of you with by making you sound the alarm. <laughs> Good job! Yeah, help is not coming. Uh, but now that you've blown up like your, your entire supply chain, help will be coming. It's only a matter of time before one of those motherfuckers steps on that extra teller mine that you left, you know, like a mint on their pillow. And that can kill, you know, from one to no upper limit. I've seen one kill five guys and blow up a command car, which then subsequently flipped over and blew up another fuel truck that was stacked up behind it. It's these sorts of things. You know, I'm not... Oh, wait, I am malevolent. Yeah, because they're Nazis, and they fucking suck. So go kill some Nazis. Hope you picked it up during the Steam Summer Sale. Oh, other, only other... But yes, this game does win. Earn our greatest award that we... Our humble greatest award that we can bestow after, you know, 10 years, it's the only award that we ever give, other than Game of the Year, um, is worth full price, every price, any price, every day, all day, blah, blah, blah. Only problem is there's only nine missions in the main campaign and the DLC'd a bunch of other missions that, like, I got some of them on sale. I haven't played any of them yet, because I want to beat the game. But they also DLC'd a bunch of other super guns and stuff this all gets very expensive and it kind of sucks because they they really made these amazing missions where you have like just such delicious murderous freedom to express yourself to help tell the Nazis someone else is watching you someone really disapproves of you and by the way if you're hearing this I would have already run catch you this weekend upcoming week that's our show full price any price absolutely but it's better much sweeter on sale um but yeah game's amazing got some bugs I haven't had 70 hours of as much solid fun with any other game that I haven't already talked extensively about on the podcast like Meet Your Maker I've had endless amounts of fun I'm like up to 300 400 hours in Meet Your Maker Sniper Elite 5 you're sneaking you're sneaking you've done such a good job and then out come the metaphorical silver ballers or we can do it the other way catch you later Fritz one two three four five six seven eight Shlemiel Shlemazel Hasenbeck Incorporated
Podcast Linux Games Podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.